Hey guys, it's Josh, and welcome back to another episode of the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. Before we get into today's show, I just want to give you guys a quick rundown of how we're going to try to close out the year. We have three weeks left in the 2021, so you know what that means? Three more episodes. Or does it? We might have some great bonus content coming in for you too. Before we get into today's show, I just want to say a massive thank you for you guys, all the support you've shown this year. I want to say thanks to the guests, thanks to the listeners, and our future guests and listeners. We're growing amazing. We just had our Spotify wrapped, had our massive boom in listenership up 119% from 2020. So hell fucking yeah, congratulations, not so bad fam, we're doing it. Stay tuned for a quick shout out from our affiliate sponsor sponsors and we'll get into today's topic with the amazing positive energetic just all around kick ass kelly calabrese all right guys um welcome back to the not so bad bachelor pad joining me today is kelly kelly i'd love for you just to tell the world who you are um just tell us like a little bit about you how you got here and um We'll get into a little bit more detail. Awesome. Yeah, I'm happy to do it, Joshua. Thanks for having me. I empower women to overcome stress, rejection, and fear to create a fabulous bonus life. And I'm so thankful to be here having an audience of men because it's just going to be so awesome. I have been a fitness, nutrition, wellness, and lifestyle coach for the last 34 years and really been blessed to do a lot of different things from owning and operating health clubs to managing corporate fitness centers. I founded a school. I've spoken on stages all over the world, uh, three best-selling books. I've been on all the major networks and been able to work with celebrities. And the most recent pivot in my life is that I am doing divorce coaching. So I added relationship coaching to the health, fitness, nutrition, and wellness coaching. Well, that is just amazing. It sounds like you've lived such a full life and you're not done. You know, um, I'd almost dare say that you're in like a bonus right now. Uh, Like I I can't imagine when you first started out working, like maybe like post-college that you'd be able to add so many things to your resume, you know? Um, So tell us, like, how does that feel? Like, you know, just being like in a, in a bonus right now. I feel like I'm only just beginning. Honestly, I'm more passionate, more energized, more excited than ever to really be working in my sweet spot where I am taking my passion and my purpose. And, you know, there's, there's profit in it too. And profit isn't always money, but it's seeing other people's lives enhanced as well. It's helping other people get unstuck. So it's really exciting. And to be doing this the second half of my life, I feel like this, isn't it either like this is it for now but I know there's even more after this and if I look at my own children who are in college they're expected to have five different careers not just jobs but different careers and four of them don't even exist yet so we need to be open to change and not stay stuck in a certain track or routine I could not agree more also I just have to bring this up because it's a quote that I used to use all the time in the mentorship program that I, I was in, but I haven't heard too many other people use it. Turning your passion into profit. Um, to be able to actually do that is probably one of the most enriching things you could do in life, simply because, like you said, profit doesn't always mean a dollar sign. 
um, seeing the difference that you make day to day in somebody's life um, is a whole type of it's a whole different type of reward, so to speak. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I believe everyone is born with a purpose on their life. Some people don't do a deep enough dive to figure out what that is, or they let something from the outside really crush that dream and they never pursue it because someone told them, you know, they weren't enough. You're not smart enough. You didn't grow up in the right neighborhood. You don't have the right connections, or whatever it might be. They just start to believe that it's not possible for them and they give up and they do something they hate. <laughs> That's terrible. That is not how you want to spend a majority of your life because you do spend a lot of time working so you want to do something that energizes you and helps you make a difference where you really enjoy it and have talents and skills and that's that's in our society i feel like that's such an underrated ideology that you shouldn't enjoy what you do you know you should just find something that's safe and stable um because like you said we're living a lot longer than people have in the past so to commit like three quarters of your life to a job that you have no connection to really, um, it's tough. That's torture. Oh my, okay. I didn't want to be the one to say it, but yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Um, I'm just now, like I haven't been out in the workforce too long, um, but after year three or four, I was just like, I love my job, but this is not what I'm like meant to do. I don't know if I could do another like 30 or 40 years of this. Yeah, people now are more interested in fulfillment than anything else. They don't want to just go to a job to collect a paycheck. They want to make a difference. They want to just be lined up with something that energizes them. If it's putting a round peg in a square hole just to show up and do a job, that is going to be a long, slow, just beating of a professional <laughs> career. Yeah. Um, and especially with us focusing a lot more on mental health, you, like you said, you don't really see that too often. Uh, I frequently and openly say I'd rather go somewhere and make a couple less dollars um, and protect my mental than to be somewhere where I'm underappreciated and, you know, kind of drained. There's always trade-offs, right? There's always a balance that you have to decide. Am I going to see a job that maybe pays me a little bit more? But, man, this is just eating away at my my ethics or my energy or my health. It's just not worth it. You know, and while we're, while we're kind of talking in this vein, it's I think it's a great segue into kind of your, your coaching side right here. Um, I, I can imagine that when people come to you, they have a plethora of different both personal and work issues that they bring to the table um, where they, they don't know they're like kind of torn or conflicted what, what they should do. What's the first step to really um, redefining themselves when you have somebody like that? Um, what's usually a step one or something that you notice? Uh, really figuring out who you are is step one, because especially if you're coming out of a relationship, you see yourself as the boyfriend or the husband or maybe your job title or maybe as a dad and, and all those things in the world can go away in a moment and during divorce that does happen. So you really need to know who you are as a person by yourself and be whole and be as um, you know, just content and happy with who you are before you want to go out into the world and try and figure out, you know, how you fit in. So that's usually a place that we start is 
sort of holding up the light of truth to what your beliefs are because you might be believing things that aren't true. So, for example, if someone's coming out of a relationship, they might feel rejected. They might feel guilty because they broke up the relationship. Uh, they might feel like they're unlovable. No one will ever love them again. They've, you know, screwed up too many times. They just start believing all these voices in their head. So I try and really get them to hold up the mirror and look at what's true. And that might mean you have to own something, um, whether maybe you discover you're a perfectionist or you're an enabler or, um, you know, whatever it might be to really figure out what that is so you can work on it. So you're being the best you can be. So that's really the, the first step is figuring that out. And I feel like one major thing that I know is really hard for me to do by myself is personal accountability. Um, and I and I feel like that's a large part in kind of identifying who you are um, is taking that first step to assess like, hey, like we say, guys, the whole reason we started the show, it's not you, it's me. It's a common line that's used, but sometimes it actually really might be, you know, you and not the other person. And until you can like admit that you are not like, holier than thou, um, uh, perfect all the time. Yeah, no, I agree. There's a story, it's in an ancient book of wisdom where there's these brothers and they push their brother into a pit, like 10 or 12 brothers, and they push the one brother into a pit. And we all identify with the brother in the pit. Like, we say, like, yeah, yeah, we were done wrong. And that those those brothers are terrible, but we never think about when we're the brother who pushed the one in the pit. Like, there's times when we're the bully or we're yeah. just showing our ugly self, and um, we never think about that. We always think, well, you know, we got the short end of the stick, and we're the end of the dog, but it's not always the case. You know, sometimes we're, you know, being mean or unforgiving, so it, it's a good thing to really do that deep dive and self-assessment to own how you're acting. Are you being a bully? Um you know, you're just not being loving towards someone. Now, do you have any advice for people who are struggling to cope kind of with like diff difficult situations? Because I feel like sometimes we don't see ourselves as that bully because we're afraid of like what that means for us or we like, it couldn't be us because we would don't know how to handle that pressure or um, these kind of thoughts. Yeah. So one of the things you want to do is you want to always calm yourself down. You don't ever want to make any decisions when you're in this inflamed sort of heated state, but do things to calm yourself down before you make any decisions. Um, so not catastrophizing is something that's important to do because it's easy to make something so much bigger than it is. Stop telling the story so everyone doesn't need to hear the story that you run into at work at the grocery store. Like, the more you repeat it, the more it just builds this track in your brain. And your brain is just in survival mode most of the time, and it just is looking to survive. And 95% of what we do after the age of 35 is habitual. So we just get in the habits of doing everything the same way, and we don't even realize it. So we need to have some type of a, a pattern interrupt and then we need to accept that you know sometimes change is just part of life so don't try and stay stuck to the way things used to be in the past and then start to move towards some goals that you want to see happen so a good thing to do is just identify what would i like my life to look like and then start working backwards 
from there. Now, um, I know we kind of talked about this in a, in a previous chat, and this is no secret. I know you talked about it. Like you have gone through divorce. I'm guessing these, this is something like this really helped you probably progress through that rough stage um, of your journey. Um, what were some things that you thought were really pivotal into having like like success or like a, a life worth living? It sounds simple, but a place to start was definitely gratitude. Gratitude has a superpower. And it might seem like, well, that's silly or what's that really going to do or that's dumb. But when you, I committed to every day filling a page at night with things that I was thankful for. And at first it started out really mechanical. Like, well, I took my vitamins and thankful for that. And you're just some walk the dog and but after a while you start going through your day and you're looking for things to be thankful for it's like wow i just talked to joshua today on podcast it was amazing like not everyone got to do that today and you start going throughout your day and you're like oh i got this package delivered today and i saw some neighbors and it just changes how you go throughout your day so you're not just stuck in this victim mode where you're just feeling this heaviness so um, gratitude is definitely a superpower. Another one is self-love. So if you're feeling down, you're feeling unlovable, you're feeling like no one loves you, doing some self-love, and that can start by stopping negative self-talk. So you might be saying to yourself, I'm not good enough, or you're blaming yourself, or not finishing school, or you got fired, or like stop that. Stop all of the the bad because there's enough bad news in the world you know if you're listening to there's enough bad stuff out there like stop it stop judging yourself stop criticizing yourself stop blaming yourself and do the opposite start saying good things there's only one of you and you were designed the way you were for a reason and just start to look at well you know I'm, i'm good at this or um you know i like this or this is a talent for me um, and start to develop those things and then start to um, you know, just be patient and build and develop one step at a time, whatever that is, because that'll build your confidence. And even if you feel like, oh, I'm at the bottom, I don't know if I could do this. Even if you change your body language, like if you sit up tall and hold your head up high and take a deep breath and you even like pound your chest, you're like, okay, like I, I'm warrior mode, I, I can do this. So even changing your body language makes a difference and you can tell when someone walks in the room <laughs> their energy and their body language yes. and you can change that in an instant and then surround yourself by awesome people who are upbeat because you're going to be like the people you surround yourself with so if your friends are unemployed and you know just couch surfing and you know they're not making much of their life eventually you know you're going to follow their footsteps if they don't value education or you know they play video games all day you want to do what your friends do so find a new friend group you'll always be looking for people that are ahead of you and that are doing what you want so if you want to be involved in you know having investments and growing your wealth and being in great shape and having a good marriage hang around people who have all those things and you can emulate that it'll be less of a struggle and then another thing to do is really track how you're doing. So, for example, you know, using health, nutrition, fitness, if you want to lose weight, get it on the scale. You can track it. The scale's not lying. And you can see, like, okay, am I really fooling myself or am I moving in the right direction? Or if you want to sleep better, get a device that tra- tracks your sleep. You want to save money, check your accounts. So um, 
you know, having that way to track if you're really improving is important. And that goes back to like that aspect of personal accountability I was talking about. Also, you kind of brought it up without bringing it up, but when you said um, always be looking for a new friend group is having a support system is so crucial when even when you're not in a junction in your life of change, just also reinforcing the lifestyle and mindset you're in. Um, your friends do so much for that or your family. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm pretty close with my family, but like definitely like my friends, um, there are like three or four people who I like tell everything to and they help motivate me and like remind me why I'm here. I know they love me. So when they say things like, hey, you're not really doing what you need to be doing. I don't take that as an attack on me. I take that as somebody who cares enough to remind me, hey, there's still work to be done. You know, we we had a goal and let's move towards it. Yeah, we need friends to sharpen us, to make us better, to kind of hold our feet to the fire and go, hey, you said you were going to go to the gym. Did you go today? You said you were going to you know, open that savings account or invest that money. Did you do it? So the accountability partnership is definitely important and community is absolutely important, especially during the season of so much isolation where people are spending so much time at home in front of technology and they're missing the connection of seeing people, you know, at the gym, at work, at church, or, you know, wherever, just out on the streets. Um, it's really affecting mental health. So you need to be intentional about finding community. Not to do a shameless plug, guys, but... Um, I just, I recently got into coaching myself and one of the things that I thought was pivotal in, um, even though I do individual sessions, what I thought was pivotal and would help my clients grow is we have a separate group, uh, called the, uh, accountability warriors. Um, I'm not really too into that group, but I, I make it so some of the people can network because I feel like when you meet somebody who you have shared experiences with or struggles or issues with, um, and they, and you actually just get to talk to them or like hearing, hearing their story. I feel like that motivates you on a whole different level because there are times when you talk to people, um, who haven't gone through your situation and you can tell their hearts in the right place, but they, they really don't know. Success Habits of Super Achievers, and basically there's stories in there of over 80 people who are ordinary people who had something really difficult happen to them, and they used it to overcome the challenge, and they became more resilient and stronger, and then they did something really amazing with it. So I usually tell people, get the book and read one chapter a day. If you get up every morning and it's just a couple of pages and you read that and you look at that story and you're like, wow, if they can do that, I can get up and do what I need to do today. So if any of your listeners want to go to my website, they can get the ebook for free at kellycalabrese.com. And if they want a hard copy, um, they can message me, text me, and um, they can get it for the cost of the book and I'll sign it. And if they're in the U.S., I'll ship it for free. Listen, guys, you know, I say this almost every episode. We love free stuff. We also love free stuff that helps us get just a little closer to that um, 
that more perfected version of ourselves. So definitely after the show's over, go over to Kelly's website, take a look. I'll definitely have this down in the show notes in, um, in case you're glossing over those. So it's easier for you to find. Really just take a nice, like I said, like she said, just a nice little chunk of chapter a day, a couple pages here and there, and it becomes a lot more manageable. All right, Kelly, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be, we'll be back, guys. You know, like I said, passion and the profits, that little bit of enrichment that we... I helped foster this connection that helped them level up, so to speak. Stereotypes. They can be a hindrance. They can also be a motivator, just depending on what the stereotype is. A lot of people who are trying to start over, I feel like they get labeled as a quote-unquote failure or there's like just a lot of like negative kind of thoughts and connotation uh, between between the phrase starting over. Do you have any thoughts on that? Do you use a certain type of phrasing instead of like starting over? You can't give too much energy to what other people think. That's really on them yeah. to decide how they want to think. So I would not give that any energy in the world. Comparison will steal your joy. So if you're sitting there wondering what people think about you, I mean, you'll just sit there in victimhood forever. So I personally felt like a failure, which was on me. No one else thought I was a failure, but I did. So I needed to work through my own feeling like a failure and it took some time, but when I finally did, it was really, really freeing. So yeah, the, the stereotype divorcee, you know, that, that feels heavy. That feels really weighty. It's not a title. Anyone going to the altar, I think, you know, <laughs> believes they will ever have, at least I hope not. No one should go to the altar thinking, yeah, well, we've got it out. There's an exit strategy for this. We can just get divorced because you should not go to the altar if that's the case. Um, but a lot of it is just mindset. Now I'm using it for my passion. Now I'm using it to help other people. I understand how heavy, I understand the rejection, the shame, the guilt, the bitterness, the grief, the sadness, the depression that goes along with divorce. And unless someone's been divorced, you just don't get it. It's like if someone says, oh, my house burned down or I had an abortion or like, unless you've personally gone through it. You have no idea how excruciatingly painful and difficult it is. So um, I just decided I wasn't worried about the label. I don't believe I'll be divorced forever. I believe I will be remarried. So I'm way more confident to talk about it now. I didn't even say the word divorce for a year. I mean, literally, my former husband moved out before I even told my mom. So I didn't even want to say the word. And now I put myself out there as the divorce coach. So I came a long way. Um, like I said, I love the energy and the outlook that you have on life. Um, what was the first thing you said to me when I, we were like greeting each other today? You were like, uh, today's like the best day of my life. Yeah. I mean, guys, just think about that. How often do you really like see somebody and be like, today's the best day of my life? Um, just when she said that, it energized me to be like, like, is today the best day of my life? Like, what can I be doing? to make today the best day of my life. Um, we talk about this often. Um, a lot of, I feel like a lot of times people fall asleep and they go on autopilot in their life. But when you say today's the best day of my life, I feel like that wakes you up and that puts you right back in the pilot seat. Um, and it makes you like want to go out and live life instead of life happening to you. And when you, yeah, when you go and start making those active choices, then you can take more ownership and pride in your life. 
it today. I mean, this is it. We, there's nothing we can do to change the past. There's, I mean, we're not guaranteed the future. Like, this is it, this moment. And if you're spending your time thinking about it and worried about the past, then, you know, you're living in, like, guilt and shame and regret. And if you spend your time worried about the future, you're living in fear of things that have not yet happened. So the best thing to do is really to be fully present in the moment, like breathe, know that you're alive, like get air into your body and just really bring yourself to this moment because it's, it's all we get. Now, um, we are a dating show, so I, I have to ask, I have to ask, um, have you started dating or like, have you seen anybody since your divorce? You know, this is interesting. About two weeks ago, a friend called me from Michigan. I'm in Texas. And he's like, Kelly, are you dating yet? It's been over three years, closer to four years. And I'm like, no, you know, Rick, I'm not dating. And he just goes, Kelly, you need to start opening your heart and at least start going out. So I said, Rick, I'll I'll make you a promise. If anyone asks me out and they don't seem like a serial killer, (laughs) I will say yes. And it was like instantly out of nowhere because no one was beating my door down. A few different people just said, like, hey, you want to go to a country club? Hey, you want to go to dinner? Hey, you, you know, going to maybe from Mexican or whatever? And I did. So one time I went out with three different people, very nice men. I enjoyed it, but not a match for me. I know what my core values are. Right. So I can tell in one date if someone is in, in alignment with my core values or not. Uh, I don't know if I'll, you know, get to a second date anytime soon, but I just feel so strong in knowing who I am and uh, who I want to be with. And I also know that I can't go into a relationship trying to change anyone. So if I go into it thinking, oh, I'll get him to quit smoking. (laughs) No, you can't do that. Oh, I'll get him to be a neat freak. No. So you have to really look at what you're getting and decide, do you want to go six months down that road? Do you want to go a year and a half down that road? And you know, get all entangled in each other's emotions or do you just know right away, like, you know what, um, our, our faith is different or our fitness is way different, uh, our beliefs, whatever it is, you can usually at this stage of the game figure that out pretty quickly. I don't know if you've realized how many powerful words you've just said and like that little like 30 seconds, but you like just sent off so many like flares, like fireworks are pounding in my head right now from what you said. Um, starting with the power of yes um just saying hey if anybody asks me out i'm gonna say yes that's such a scary thought to so many people myself included but it's it's something so simple that like you said like as soon as you you're like okay i'm gonna have the best day ever i'm gonna say yes somebody like three people came knocking at your door wanting to take you out um, or maybe they could feel that you're finally like projecting that yes energy and they're like okay let's 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 reach out to kelly um yeah no it was awesome actually I, I hung up the phone with my friend from michigan and i went to the grocery store and i drive a white convertible and mm-hmm. this guy pulled in nose to nose in a white convertible and we both got out and we were like hey nice car and you know we chatted for a few minutes and then we wound up being in the grocery store together and he's like hey you know do you want to go get some mexican and and we did. And so, you know, he's a nice man, but before maybe I wouldn't have said no. It was almost like Rick needed to give me permission, my friend in Michigan, to mm-hmm. say, open your heart. And I was just like, yeah, someone can take me to dinner. That's okay. Right. Like, that's a threatening thing. And also, like, I don't know if you, I talk about this to some of my female friends. Um, 
because sometimes I feel like it's a point of con- uh, contention that I was like, sometimes a dinner is just a dinner. Like, say yes. Um, simply because I was like, I was like, what do you really have to lose? You never know when or where you're going to make a genuine connection with somebody. So say yes, because I'm the type of person, if I would have had that chance encounter with you, I'd have been like, yeah, like, do you want to grab a taco or something? Um, or like grab a drink or like, let's, you, would you like to do something afterwards? Um, just because I'm all about finding actual real life connections. Um, I feel like we, we spend too much time like either at work or online. So when you actually find somebody who you can stand, quote unquote, or like enjoy for more than five minutes, seize it, you know? by people so I love to find out you know what they believe in what they enjoy what they've overcome in their life and people have overcome some amazing stuff when I meet people you have no idea what people have been through so it's just you know interesting to meet different people doesn't mean I need to date them for six months or marry them you know we can spend a couple hours together and enjoy a meal listen um and like the last like bit of that that you like set off a firework in my head is I tell some of my uh, clients that not every relationship is a forever relationship. You know, some people were meant for just a couple hours. Some people might be for a couple months or like a decade, Um, you know, and then it's time. It might be hard for separation after a long duration, but then it's time to move on. You know, um, the season has come to an end and we have to keep progressing. So, um, yeah. I think that's, like I said, I think that's a beautiful thing that you, you were able to do, um, in, a, in that moment. And what I found is interesting is when you meet people, it's like a foreshadowing of different things in people. Like you're like, wow, he's a great dad or wow, he really has a lot of wisdom or wow, this guy's got a great servant heart for this particular, you know, uh, charity or wow, this guy is really bold or a great speaker or professionally doing well, crushing it here. So you see like little bits and pieces from people that, um, you'll know when you meet your person that they're going to have these things, but they have to have, you know, the core things that are really important to you. And if those aren't there, then they're not your person. So for example, maybe you meet someone and they're awesome, but they're dating someone or, you know, they're married. Well, then they're not your person. Or again, if they've got a lot of these things, but you know, they're a terrible dad, then, you know, if that's a big deal to you, you've got kids and you you want someone who's going to be a kind dad, but that's not going to work. Um, or again, if they just have habits that don't align with yours, it's not going to work. But they, everyone's got some good in them. There's no one that's all bad. I mean, right. you can look at anyone and see, like, wow, they really, they have a great sense of humor. Or I love how they're just so childlike, how they go out in the world, like it's Disneyland every day. Like, that's really cool. But maybe your culture is so different that it could just never work. Oh, this is a brave new world that we're in right now. Um, I feel like there are so many clashes in culture that happen right now um, just because we're meeting so many new people that we would have never thought we would have have a chance to actually connect with or spend quality time with. So I know from the time I left high school, like I left home pretty much to now I've been a part of or got to experience so many different cultures that I thought I could never, I would never see eye to eye with, but now 
were sitting down habitually having meals, breaking bread, um, defending each other to a point. Um, so I always love how I never count out the um, evolution of ideas, you know. Yeah, yeah most, um, most of us are playing too small. We just really, really are. We yeah. get stuck in this box and we stop dreaming, we stop trying, and we just stay stuck and stopped in our habits. And so we all could go bigger, bolder, and, you know, just envision more than what we have right now. Kelly, I, I, I said this, and I'm going to keep saying this, and guys, like, I don't know how many times you'll hear this, but I love talking to you. You are like an energizer bunny. Like, when I talk to you, I just get such a, a tremendous boost of energy and positivity that I feel like I need to, like, restart my day right now at 7.37 p.m. <laughs> and just seize the day. So I, I just want to thank you for for opening my eyes and um, giving me this new perspective to take into each and every day, each and every conversation. Um, I'm also, I think this is almost like the perfect place to kind of like wrap things up because it's such a high right now. I don't, I don't know how we could keep topping this. I also want to say like, I have to, I'm going to find another reason to get you back on the show because I could do this like, Almost every day, having a ball. Um, as we head into like the kind of closing, finishing touches here, we have just a quick little set of questions. You know, I like to call them the reverse icebreakers. We like to get to know you at the end after you've kind of walked us through who you are. So it's just five questions. Um, they get a little more thoughtful as we progress. And then we'll give you a massive thank you for joining us today and being part of the Not So Bad family. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Uh, question one. What's a really big turn on for you? Uh, someone who really has core values like trust and they just carry a really good energy from the inside out. So it's almost like when they walk in the room, you lean in because you're like, wow, what do they have? I want some of that. Someone who has really great energy. On the opposite side of that, what would be a major no-go for you? Uh, that victim energy that the world is happening to me, there's nothing I can do, everything's out of my control, and just sort of like, ugh, that victim, hate that. What's just one big thing you've learned from your bonus life, like, now that it's started over again? Yeah, every day is a brand new opportunity to do something amazing, to make a difference, to have meaning in your life, to pay it forward to someone else, to serve, like to really be in the moment and just looking for adventure, looking to spread love, um, just really being present. That's been huge. And then going big, dreaming big, bigger than I ever thought. If you could go back in time and tell young Kelly one thing about relationships, what would that be? Um, I would say that yeah, you, you really need to know who you are before you go into it, that you need to be a whole person and not look to the other person to complete you, um, that you need to go into it knowing it's never 50-50. Sometimes it's going to be 40-60, sometimes it's going to be 10-90, and it is going to be a battle. You've got two different people coming together with two different communication skills and styles, and so... Be in it for the long haul. Keep dating each other all the time. Keep just renewing and professing your love over and over and over. 
And last question, what's one thing that you feel like you can improve on as a potential partner? I could be even more adventurous. Now that I live alone, my kids are in college, I feel like I get a little bit stuck in a routine and maybe COVID was part of it. So more spontaneous, more adventurous. Um, that's something that I'm working on, just getting totally out of that comfort zone even more. And I feel like when I have my person, that um, that will be more natural than it is right now by myself. Well, I rarely add rules midway through, but I'm going to because it's my show and I do what I want. I'm going to ask you a sixth question. If okay. you could go on one just like wild adventure right now, just like drop everything, worry not, what would you do? Like, what would you do? What would this grand adventure be um so there's a few places that i want to go right now i could really use a little beach getaway so yeah. i would love to go to um bali and stay on one of those villas over the water and explore the jungle and hiking and the waterfalls and um that would just be a really serene and adventurous beautiful peace-filled getaway right now I get that. Um, I've started every kind of since like I got COVID last year and I like, there was a couple moments I thought this was going to be it for me, but ever since I recovered, like once a month, I've started to protect my mental, my mental energy. And like, I take a quick little two to three day getaway. So we just got back from Seattle uh, last week and I spent so much time out in nature, just resetting. So I completely understand wanting to have that beach getaway and just, kind of soaking up some sun and recharging. Yes. Yeah. I've been blessed to be all over. I've been in Europe and the islands and all over the U S and Mexico and Canada. And so I have not been to Bali yet. I would love to go there. Yeah. Have you been in, I don't know. I know. I just keep talking. Sorry. Um, have you ever, have, do you ever travel alone? Or are you always like with another person or a group? Uh, no, I've traveled alone. I have spoken, you know, in Italy and, um, when I speak, I usually travel alone. So yeah, I have no problem traveling alone. Yeah, I, I feel like sometimes I learn a lot more about myself when I travel alone than when I'm like with friends or family. Um, yes. They're both valuable. I mean, yeah. I love having company too. I love my girls' trips and I love going away with my kids. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so if I go away with my mom quite a bit, we're going uh, to Siesta Key next week for her birthday. So it'll be oh, fun. Beautiful. Happy early birthday, mom. Um, (laughs) before we get you out of here, I just want to give time to say thank you again for coming on. Hopefully you guys felt as revitalized as I have talking to Kelly. Anything that you want to share with us before you get out of here? Any big projects going on? I know you kind of told us about your book earlier. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I'm really focused on now is empowering women. I know this is mostly men, but men, if you, sisters, moms, former girlfriends, friends, anyone you know who's really struggling with the grief, the sadness, the depression, any of that, or they're like, all right, it's behind me. I'm ready to be my best self. I want to build this bonus life. They can send them to my private Facebook page. It's called Intentionally Fabulous, and the website is also Intentionally Fabulous. So, uh, yeah, send any women there. I'd love to help them. All righty. Um, guys, like I said, I will put all her information down in the show notes so you guys can click into it, read into it, get into it more, um, be a part of her circle as well. We all have women in our life who mean a lot and we want to help support them and empower them. So why not connect into Kelly and help be that bridge? 
I will see all you beautiful people. In all right, guys, that's all I got for you today. Like I said, go make sure you follow Kelly. Uh, check out our website. And like I said, we have three weeks left in 2021. So we're going to do more frequent jobs just to make sure we can load you up with enough content to get you through the new year. And as you know, as a Capricorn, uh, my birthday is at the top of the year. So I'm going to take a week off to celebrate me just a little bit. Who knows? There might be some surprises in store. A uh, gift for me and you. And I'll see you guys actually this week. December 9th for a little bit of a flirtation to get us ready to get us ready for New Year's Eve because that's coming up really quickly and I want to make sure that everybody can find their person to share that ball drop with. I'll see you guys on the next one.